From the 1011 Now streaming studio in Lincoln, Nebraska, this is the End Report Husker Show. Hello and welcome everyone to the 1011 Now streaming studio for another edition of the End Report Husker Show. I'm Bill Rentschler, joined alongside by Sports Director Kevin Suits, Sports Reporter Chase Madison. It is late on a Saturday night. Huskers win against Louisiana Tech this afternoon, 28-14. Kind of felt like it had a little bit of everything. There was some exciting plays. There was a lot of penalties. There was a weather delay. All sorts of fun things to talk about tonight. You really punched that word late. Yeah. Late. It is nearing 11 o'clock. Well, you know what happens at 10 o'clock, right, Bill? Uh, there's some show on somewhere. 10-11 News at 10. 10 11. Your favorite local television program. 100%. So just got done with the news. Uh, Chase did a great job anchoring our coverage here in studio. Both of us were down at Memorial Stadium watching Nebraska pick up its second win of the Matt Rule era. Matt Rule said after the game, it wasn't their best game, but there was some good in there. there Let's not overlook the fact that the Huskers turned a 7-7 game at halftime. Fans were feeling a little uncertain about how this thing would turn. And then, boom, 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 three touchdowns out of four drives to start the second half, and the Huskers come out of it with a 28-14 victory, 2-2 two and two going into Big Ten play. Chase, again, with this being your first year over the past several years against some of these, uh, again, mid-major teams, Nebraska, again, would play them close, and then all of a sudden it's just a close, tight game going down to the very end. Thankfully, again, uh, today we didn't have to deal with quite that much uh, – uh, anxiousness from the fan base again it was fairly settled again coming out of the rain delay again with about nine minutes left in the fourth quarter Huskers were up three scores yeah what I've seen from and it, this is not just Nebraska across the big 10 of I guess you'd say the more uh, middle of the pack teams right not your top dogs not your Michigans or Ohio States when they do get to play a non-conference opponent because the big 10 is unique in having nine conference games and it's a gauntlet it seems like some of those middle-of-the-pack teams kind of start out slow. Um, I kind of come from SEC country where you might have a team put up 40 and a quarter. Uh, but, you know, as the game gets along, Nebraska looks like a better team. And I think this was really a tale of two halves. Uh, Weather-wise, it definitely was. Um, <laughs> but overall, just a, a very successful game on the ground. Um, really cool, really good to see successful rushing for me. New look backfield and a new look quarterback than we thought four weeks ago. So Again, there was the whole talk, again, is it going to be Sims? Is it going to be Harburg? I think we found out kind of shortly before the game, again, warm-ups. Harburg was taking the snaps with Ben Scott and, and all the rest of it, but Harburg started. And, again, throwing the ball probably could have been a little bit better, but he rushed for 160 yards, one touchdown today, and probably could have had even more. He had one long run called back by a penalty. Yeah, Heinrich. Played pretty well, mm -hmm. and Jeff Sims had practiced more this week than he did last week, but the coaching staff felt like, given the reps and the success that Heinrich had a week ago, that he was going to be their guy this week. What's going to happen next Saturday against Michigan, one of the best teams, not just in the Big Ten, but in all of college football. That's going to be a big decision for this coaching staff. Chase, i got to believe that Heinrich Harburg is going to start for Nebraska next week. He's done such a great job managing the offense and not turning over the football. They had zero 
turnovers today. And if you go back to last week, there was one, but it was early in the game, mm -hmm. and Heinrich bounced back very nicely from it. And I think that is what must happen in order to have a chance against the Wolverines. Yeah, if you want to sniff a, a win next week, you have to win that turnover battle. You can't be, and again, they didn't turn the ball over today, but they did put it on the deck three times. And they managed to recover all three. But uh, they're up to minus five now, Chase, in the turnover margin for the season. Yeah, you'd hope to, you know, force a few more turnovers, um, especially with some inferior opponents these past two weeks. But, yeah, going back to what Kevin said, I think Heinrich just makes a little bit of smarter decisions from a throwing standpoint. I think um, – he likes to move around just like Sims does, but I think Sims has a quick arm, and sometimes that led to him making just a knee-jerk reaction and firing a quick ball to the outside, and then it gets picked off like we saw in Colorado and kind of looking down single coverages and just kind of honing in on one receiver in Minnesota. So, yeah, I completely agree. I think Heinrich will be, get the nod. We did see Sims come in for one play, but that was because Heinrich Harburg's helmet got ripped off, um, so he had to go out for a play. Um, and they threw Sims in there, and even even Matt Rule said after the game that he didn't feel like Sims still looked 100%. So, um, But I think, you know, even with Sims' health in question, even if he's 100% full go on Saturday, Harburg's the guy right now and the guy that's got, got the winning going. I think that the coaching staff has more confidence in calling a game with Heinrich Harburg as the quarterback as opposed to Jeff Sims. I just feel like they understand Heinrich's skill set a little bit more, and they can stay pretty focused on what they want to call. It's maybe a little bit more simple, mm -hmm. in my opinion. And yeah. we see the speed option, and you see some ISO runs with Anthony Grant. It just seems like they're more in their wheelhouse as opposed to the first couple of weeks in which – Maybe they felt like they needed to try to create a moment for Jeff Sims to make a play, uh, or they were calling things hoping that Jeff Sims could read a defense correctly. And that's no disrespect toward Jeff Sims. I just feel like they understand Heinrich's skill set. And, uh, you know, maybe I should give the coaching staff a little bit more credit when I'm saying this, because as the weeks pass by, this coaching staff learns more about the team. So we're now concluded with week four, and this coaching staff has a month worth of games to look at how this team operates and call a better game. So maybe that's not completely fair to look at it that way, because Jeff Sims' games that he started, they were at the front of the season, where the staff was still learning the players. So maybe that's a little bit unfair uh, judgment on my part, but I just feel, given last week, and now this week, especially the way that they got into the groove, calling the plays in the third quarter, did they do anything fancy in the third quarter today? Absolutely not. It's like if you're playing NCAA, NCAA football 2006, you've got about four plays on your sheet. Yep. And all you're doing is running those four, and you're flipping them, whether you're going right, whether you're going left. Yep. I really liked it, especially just the commitment to the running game, and that totally aligns with what Matt Rule and his coaching staff has said since day one. We must be able to run the football. So when the game needed a moment for Nebraska to get some separation, that's how they did it. And that's them staying true to themselves. First, first drive out of the half, nine plays, all runs, 85 yards, took five minutes off the clock touchdown put him up 14-7 and Anthony Grant ran really hard 
And keep in mind where he was a couple weeks ago. He did not see the field against Colorado. So this is a guy that could have wavered in his confidence. It's a guy who could have maybe questioned his status with this coaching staff and with his teammates in the locker room, but he stayed confident. Uh, stayed confident. He stayed physical. And we saw 2022 Anthony Grant today. And he got better as the game went on. And the offensive line, I feel, they were able to wear down Louisiana Tech. Nebraska's O-line versus the La Tech D-line. So all those parts working together. Harburg, offensive line, Grant running hard. That's how you end up with a 28-14 win. Grant finishes with 22 rushes for 135 yards, one touchdown. 100 yards, though, came in the second half. So, again, I yeah, feel and, like... And he had 76 on one drive in the third quarter. And so, again, he also could have had more because he had a long touchdown that was also called back from a holding penalty. Yeah, there was, I think, uh, you know, it could have been a record. There was, I think, three touchdowns, one for Louisiana Tech. The kickoff, the kickoff return? Called that, back. So yep. there was some points left on the board for anyone that had the over-under or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, I do want to make one. I, I think you were unintentionally, I think you made a great connection here. You mentioned playing NCAA 2006. That game, the cover athlete, Desmond Howard, what school did he go to? Michigan. The opponent next week, Michigan. Just a very small world. Uh, but I think Nebraska ran the ball really well. They're going to have to throw it better next week. I, but but I just wanted to point out that, that little nugget. Kevin, do you, do you have to throw it better next week? I mean, I think you have to, to at beat least. Michigan. I think I think they found a new weapon in the past game, and Thomas Fedoni, man, has three touchdowns yeah. in the last three weeks. He's well, a big and... dude who can go up, and I think you at least have to get him one or two of those, you know, maybe up the seam type of plays. To... So, yes, you have to throw it better. You're right, Chase. Heinrich was eight of seventeen today. You just it's it's all about when your completions come, mm -hmm. and yeah. against Michigan and further on this season. You have to complete on third down. Sometimes the completion, uh, completion percentage can be a little bit misleading for the game's outcome. You look at some teams that just chuck the rock all around, you can complete almost 70% of your passes, but still lose. You know, if you're completing first and second down swing passes that get you three, four yards, okay. But I really think for Heinrich, it's just got to be complete on third down. Keep the sticks moving. We don't need to launch into too much of a Michigan podcast here. Yeah. But if we just look at what you can glean from today and apply to what the offense looks like in the future, run the football and run it not just with Anthony Grant, but also Heinrich. And then you sprinkle in your pass game, use Fedoni, but you just got to make sure on third down you're hitting. The one, <laughs> watching the game today, kind of the one gripe I had with Harburg running the option, which was, again, beautiful to see, he's going to have to pitch it eventually. I don't think between last week and this week he's actually pitched the ball on, on the speed run. option. Hmm. Yeah. And the one that he took, of course, for 72 yards or whatever it was for a touchdown, I'm sitting here and I'm like, he's got to pitch that ball. He's got to pitch that. And then, of course... And then he turns on the wheels, and I am pleasantly surprised at how fast that man right? is. Yeah, he, he pulled away. Oh, yeah. He left those defensive backs in the dust. Since you have a gripe, I'm going to give a praise, because we're balanced journalists That's here. right. That's right. 
The praise I have for Heinrich Harburg, and I posted this on social media during the game, on the long touchdown run that was called back and the long touchdown run that stood, he had quite a bit of distance between him and the nearest defender. Yet both times, as he crossed the goal line, he tucked the ball and covered it like a baby with both arms. And in the moment, I was just like, huh, no one's around you. No. But, but if that's just a habit, what a great habit to have because you've seen the uh, Dan Beebe, Leon Lett instances of the world. So little things. I, I, can, I can praise that. I can appreciate that. I, I second that. It's like catching a fly ball with two hands. Yeah. It's basic, yeah. basic stuff. Well, and I think just just one more nugget about Heinrich. I think one thing that the rushing game and him being dynamic in that speed option is just kind of we see Anthony Grant turn it up in the second half, and I think the defense gets worn down by tackling Heinrich. He's not a small guy, and that allows for Anthony Grant to kind of continue. As, the, as Kevin was mentioning, they just continued to pound the rock in the third quarter. Obviously, We'd like to see them air it out more and pass when there's opportune times. But Louisiana Tech's defense got very depleted as the game went on. I think it was because of the one-two punch rushing attack. It wasn't uh, – I think Heinrich keeping it on some of those options, he's just as hard to tackle at times than an, like an Anthony Grant. He's a large man. I was kind of surprised. Again, Harburg had 19 carries. Anthony Grant had 22 carries. Emmett Johnson only had two carries. Again, we thought we might see more of Emmett as well as Quentin Ives. I don't think Quentin didn't have a carry in this game. Billy Kemp, who again on Tuesday said, hey, if they need me to line up in the backfield and take a carry, I'll do it. He had one carry for a touchdown, nine yards uh, in the very beginning of the game there. Anthony Grant left the game briefly, too, with the Stinger. So mm -hmm. when he came off the field, Chase, you had a great eye to see that as you were uh, running the camera during the game. Uh, he noticed that Anthony's leaving, and at that moment, you're thinking, okay, Gabe Irvin's out for the season. Ramir Johnson is out for this season. Anthony uh -oh. Grant, <laughs> it's like they just went from one to three this week. Mm -hmm. you know, what, what's, is there a possibility he goes from one to four? That's where Emmett Johnson came in, and he ran hard. Yes. Uh, only had a couple of carries, but you know, Anthony Grant's a reliable guy. So it's really good to see him run the way he did. Um, and then having Heinrich carry the football really took some of the load off of Anthony Grant. I will say one thing, just having watched that game firsthand today, um, Louisiana Tech's not a terrible team. They're a good, good like, team. They had some concepts that they threw out there offensively that were pretty impressive, in my opinion. Sonny Cumbie, you can tell he's pretty creative with his play calling um, and the way he tried to get guys in space. That's one thing that they really like to do. And Nebraska's athletes just made the plays. They executed. Um, but you, you got to believe La Tech and the in Conference USA, they're going to make some of those guys miss and they're going to hit some big plays. And um, Miles Hurd, one of their defenders, he was he only, hitting people hard. He, he was – that guy might play on Sundays. He's pretty good. And Smoke Harris. I was getting real tired of hearing his name because he has some shimmy. Well, so and, you're, you're watching the TV broadcast, yeah, right? Yeah. How many smoke, like, puns did they throw You out? know what? It was Again, it was Matt Millen, and, you know, he, he, he kept the smoke puns to a, a, a minimum. 
I don't think I actually heard any. But again, okay, they, that's good. They, I figured that the broadcast would be lathered no. with smoke puns, which you can, you know, we don't. We're not going to say them out loud because that'd just be, you know, yes, a little datified. Yes, um, but, but he, anyway, like I'm, I'm glad to hear that. But he's a he's a really nice ball player. I wasn't sure uh, how he would fare in this game with his size. It, He's able to make plays as a six-year guy for uh, the Bulldogs, but I came away from that pretty impressed. Yeah, I, I thought I thought so too. Um, their defense at times, you know, really couldn't slow Nebraska down up front, and that's not too much to say against you know a difference in size of the Big Ten linemen. But yeah, I was jokingly saying if. You had Smoke Harris on a fantasy football team. He's a PPR monster. Yeah, 13 targets, 10 catches, over 70 yards. You're looking at 17 points, and he was averaging less than seven, less than eight yards a catch, but they used him in kind of fun ways, um, almost like a Debo Samuel-type kind of short, stocky receiver. Uh, but, yeah, some interesting offensive concepts, and, you know, they did have momentum. They scored 17 in the fourth quarter a week ago, nearly pulled off a comeback. This is a team that, uh, like, knows how to score the football. And Matt Rule even said that on his Thursday press conferences. They're not going to – like, we're going to have to score to win. And I think the rain delay maybe slowed everyone down. Um, Kevin, if you want to talk more about the rain delay, I, I left the game. Uh, but it, it just seemed like it dampened the mood – at Memorial. You could definitely tell it kind of sucked, sucked the air out of the place a little bit. I'm not going to try to guess a number of how many people were in the stadium when the game ended and the clock hit zero. It wasn't a ton. Mm -mm. I mean, if you want me to paint the picture of the lightning delay and what happened to the atmosphere at Memorial Stadium, when they announced that the game was going into a lightning delay, there was a just a stunned moment of, what? And then they have everybody exit their you know, they have to go to it. Mm, uh, go inside. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people with a three touchdown difference with eight minutes left on the clock, they laughed. There were uh, a healthy number of students that stuck around and you could hear them create quite the commotion. Um, they also started chanting, we want beer at one point in there. Uh, but when they started to resume play, you know, it was just kind of like, okay, let's just get the game done. Um, it seemed like the outcome was pretty much a formality at that point in time, even though Louisiana Tech did make it a little bit interesting with the late score and then uh, getting the ball back toward the end before the Isaac Gifford interception. But yeah, it, you know, it's the, to go cliche, let the air out of the balloon. Mm -hmm. It was Nebraska's second win under Matt Rule, yet at the end, what would typically have been a lot of people on the field to uh, applaud the team and, you know, have a bit of a celebration. points to touch on guys I, the run defense continues to be really really good nebraska holds louisiana tech to uh, 46 rushing yards on 21 carries i think nebraska's run d might be number one nationally mm -hmm. until the numbers get crunched and that's going to be make that's going to make the headlines for the matchup against michigan because they like to run the football and then special teams wise we talked earlier this week about what would nebraska's special teams look like they need to improve well, Brian Buscini punts the ball six times today. Five go inside the 20. He had an, he had an average of, I believe, over 45 yards per punt. So Buscini yeah. was really good. We saw 
the fake gold, which was a nice little wrinkle. And um, I don't know that the special teams did anything that made you scratch your head. Mm -hmm. And that's a good sign. That is a good sign. Uh, you did have Chase Luke Reimer, who kind of left, uh, didn't play the rest of the game. Rule said, um, doesn't look like it's a long-term thing, but he wasn't sure. Yeah, uh, he didn't have too much to comment on that. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see, uh, I guess, until Monday on Reimer's status. Uh, but I thought, I thought overall, you know, very um, – it was Nick Henrich after the game who said, you know, to win the Big Ten, you have to win on all three levels. And I felt like tonight was probably Nebraska, or this afternoon was probably Nebraska's most complete performance. I know against NIU, they played better defensively, but um, special teams just kind of all across the board, this was a very well-rounded game. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Luke Reimer, we'll have to see what, because uh, he's a difference maker, right? He is someone that can uh, rush the quarterback. The one thing about Nebraska's defense that kind of surprised me tonight, no sacks. No sacks and only, where is it? I wrote it down. Four tackles for loss tonight. So, and again, but I feel like they blitzed way less than they normally, or at least that they have the last three games again because Louisiana Tech throws the ball so much. I'll trump the no sacks with the defensive backs played really well. Yeah, they did. True. I, True. I will continue to be first in line on the Quentin Newsom bandwagon. Like, played Q. a great game again. Key was great. Omar Brown, he was matched up against Smoke for most of the night, and he did a really nice job. Brown led the team in tackles today with eight. Deshaun Singleton, man, he had a great stick. Isaac Gifford had the pick at the end. Again, you know, with you the go assist from former Nebraska player, Decoldis Crawford. And that's true. But, you know, 3-3-5 three, three, defense. That means there's five guys on the back end. And right now, there is no weak link in the defensive backfield. They're all really good. I yeah. understand the competition is going to kick up here with the Big Ten play ahead. And I keep saying that. I know they have already played a Big Ten game. But, but it's the remainder of the schedule is now all league opponents. Um, but... I've, I've said all year, I think their secondary is pretty good. And they continue to play very well. Yep. Needs need more turnovers, though. I think, again, uh, Deshaun Singleton talked about that in his postgame presser today. Need to force some more turnovers. Again, minus five now for the turnover margin for the year. Only just the one interception today. And I think they just had the one last week, too. Uh, Javin Wright, I think. But, yeah, so... Uh, next week, Michigan at home, 2.30 kick, Fox broadcast. The early line that I saw has Michigan as an 18-point favorite. They struggled a little bit against Rutgers today. I feel like it probably gave Nebraska a little bit of a blueprint as to how they want to attack them a little bit. So we'll see next week. 18 is the line. They've already got it set. That's what DraftKings has. That's an early line. Okay. So we'll see. Well, it, it is going to get fun. You know, Nebraska's 2-2 two and two exiting the, the first month of the season. I know Michigan's in September, but first four games. So, were, were people, are they really upset with 2-2 two and two right now? No. I think, again, before the year, if you said you're going to hit the quarter mark of the season, then you're going to be 2-2. Two and two. 
I think they, it's they just, was not in agreement. They'd yeah. say, yeah, it sounds about right. They're hopeful for three and one, knowing that there was probably going to be a loss in there. Yeah. Um, I think the smart money was probably on three and one, but two and two, to me, seems like an acceptable first four games of the Matt Rule era. I think yeah. they, they still have... I mean, they, again, I think you guys picked six and seven wins respectively. Again, I think that's still well on the table. Again, looking at the competition they have moving forward, some of the teams that are still left on the schedule, I still think there's four or five winnable ball games out there for them. Well, and I think just to kind of wrap things up, like I don't want to look too far ahead, but as Kevin mentioned earlier, the coaches are seeing the players, and obviously we've had some injuries that have shaken up what the makeup of this team looks like. But it feels like every week they're getting to know the Huskers more. And this is the first-year head coach. You look at Purdue and Ryan Walters, they're still figuring things out. Wisconsin's still figuring things out. Like, this isn't, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. But even for this specific season, even if Deion Rule has Sanders a, found that out in a hard way today. Yeah, well, even if Rule has a three-year plan, right, this specific season, I feel like they've just learned more each game along that kind of allows a lot more of these Big Ten matchups later in the season to be more of toss-ups, in my opinion. Not only that, that the coaches are learning Nebraska's personnel, but some of these players are naturally getting better because they're understanding the scheme more. And especially on defense, the Huskers play so many guys, and a lot of them are freshmen or sophomores. So just think about the growth that those individuals are going to have week to week. And I hate to sound like a coach here, but that's why, you know, you can't look big picture here too often. You just have to kind of stay in the moment because, you know, uh, take, take Riley Van Poppel, for instance, a true freshman. He is four games into his Nebraska career. Every week, it's not just the game. It's about the five days of practice leading up to the game. Like, there is incredible opportunity for growth every single week for a player like Riley Van Poppel. So you have to maximize what you get on Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then I sound like a coach. I'm sorry. But it, it is so true. It is. When you, when you have a team like Nebraska currently has. All good thoughts, Kevin. Uh, anything else, Chase, we need to throw in here before we uh, let everyone go home for the night? All right, he's shaking his head. For, I, I got folks one last thing. I know yeah. People are probably tired of hearing me talk. No, give me your suits of slant. The, the Hall of Fame <laughs> inductees being on campus, that mm -hmm. was awesome. Yeah. Sam Cooke being back. I mean, he's a Seward guy. Yeah. Had a fantastic career with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, he received a huge ovation. That was really great to see Sam back. Spencer Long, who had a really nice NFL career as yeah, well. Did. You know, maybe not the most notable of the Hall of Fame inductees, but without question, deserving of that honor. Um, Troy Dumas, mm -hmm. you know, I got a chance to talk to Troy yesterday. He was a linebacker on the 1994 National Championship team. Um, I've learned a lot about Troy over the past 24 hours and universally beloved and just a great guy. He even had uh, a skull and crossbones <laughs> pin that he put lapel on his lapel nice. for his induction banquet yesterday and not to leave out Taylor Martinez. Yep. He, of course, received the largest applause when he was recognized prior to today's game. And Taylor's last time being at Memorial Stadium was a decade ago when he was playing. Mm -hmm. And without question, 
He was a player that, you know, a lot of kids had his jersey. And yep. one of those kids was Heinrich Harburg. Yep. And there was a lot of good warm and fuzzies that came with Taylor Martinez being back at Memorial Stadium this weekend. So it was so cool um, to see those individuals, eight in total, that were recognized. They were officially inducted into the Nebraska Football Hall of Fame on Friday. And then they were recognized prior to the game on Saturday. And Kevin has uh, full interviews with uh, both Taylor Martinez and uh, Troy Dumas uh, that are on his Twitter, X, whatever. Uh, so if you want to check those out, you can find them uh, on 1011now.com or you can just search through Kevin's Twitter again, which is always chock full of good things. Fortunately, last week and this week, there's no thoughts from the road, though. Have you ever considered doing a thoughts from home? Thoughts from the couch? Yeah. That's sorry. not going to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, would lose it, it, would, it would lose its shine, Bill. It would. Like we... Again, you you can't oversaturate something. Then it that is true. Then it wouldn't be as unique and fun. It's just disappointing. I only get it like six or seven times every season. Again, that's the that's, that's part that's of the, the point. point. That's the point. That's the draw. So, all right. Um, uh, really quickly, I guess I'll add. Volleyball team swept uh, Ohio State last night. Again, they looked great. All the freshmen looked great. Laney Choboy, just I don't know how she doesn't end up with more scuffs on her elbows and her knees because she is constantly flying through the air. Uh, and Merritt Beeson played really well uh, last night. And they play Minnesota, 12-ranked Minnesota, uh, Sunday night. Uh, and, again, Chase, you'll have highlights of that tomorrow night on 10-11 uh, at 10. So, uh, all right. Well, appreciate everyone for tuning in and for watching. So in the 10-11 Now streaming studio, this has been another episode of the End Report Husker Show. Thanks so much for listening and watching. Please make sure to like and subscribe to the 10-11 YouTube channel. And, as always, keep it tuned to 10-11 for all the latest news, weather, and sports. For Kevin Suits and Chase Madison, I'm Bill Rentschler. Thanks so much for watching. You've been listening to the End Report Husker Show from 1011. Watch, listen, and stream on the 1011 Now app, on YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more Husker coverage throughout the week, watch The End Report on 1011 Sports at 6 and 10 p.m. And download the 1011 Now app.